0: What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Filipinos of Montreal podcast, Filipino Heritage Month series. I'm Terry. I'm Eric. And today joining us is Jericho514. Homie, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on.
1: Anytime, uh, it's an honor to be here.
0: Oh, wow. Kind words, kind words. Uh, Dude, first off, what what have you been up to lately, man? Last time I saw you was on your virtual basement session, I think a couple of days ago.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean... uh... As you know, uh, I'm a DJ, so, um, we don't really have, uh, an outlet. We don't have jobs right now. Um, Mm. so yeah, I mean, if you really love DJing, you're going to find a way to continue doing so and not necessarily for the money because I ain't getting paid, (laughs) 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 but I can, I continue to do it because, uh. I love, I love DJing for people. I love, I love playing music. I love making people happy or dance or whatever it is, you know? So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I've been up to. Just trying to, uh, to find a way to continue doing what I love.
0: It's nice. Now when, when I tuned in the other day, it's, uh, it felt great to hear. It was like an escape out of this lockdown era. Yeah. (laughs) And, And also, uh, we had, uh, DJ Delion on the other day, he was telling us it's a, it's a great opportunity for DJs to kind of get inspiration from each other because apparently you guys don't really have a chance to watch each other because you're performing on the same day, same night. So yeah,
1: or or we're we're not in the same city. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy. So like, it's very inspirational, and it's and on Twitch it, you can see it's very evident because we're. We're on a Filipino podcast per se, so we'll talk about some Filipino stuff. Like, the influence Filipinos have on DJing in the world in general is crazy. Like, there's a Filipino in every single city running some kind of thing, you know? Like,
0: yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing to hear. Yeah,
1: that. it's crazy. Like, it's nuts. And then when you're online, they're all there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I love your, I love your live shout outs. It's like, yo, okay, cool. I feel, I feel included. I like this, you know, every time I tune in. So. Well, it's it's very
1: important. I mean, uh, I get to, I, I never talk on mic in the club, nothing. I got chops for that.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: So that's a new thing for me, but like, it's just another way to show how much I appreciate anybody tuning in, whether it's for one minute or like the whole two hours. Yeah. Okay. I, I appreciate it you know?
0: you know just to let you know I tune in and, and I just leave it on for the hour or so just to catch a vibe and it's just nice to have I'm gaming if we're doing yeah. something else on the side but it's nice to have in yeah. the background you know so
1: yeah leave it on in the background wash the dishes clean the house whatever it is man I'm gonna get I'm gonna a, get a twitch account
0: get you should account. totally yeah. worth it yeah 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 <laughs> Yo, okay guys before, get, before getting into it I have one question for the both of you what's your go-to <laughs> order at McDonald's
1: nowadays <laughs> ooh Yo. quarter pounder Oh, Oh, now, these days. Yeah, these days. days. Quarter bounder with bacon these days, yeah.
0: And what's your drink? As of
1: late. (laughs) orange, Orange Fruitopia, man.
0: <laughs> For me it's uh McChicken, uh fries turned into puts in I always eat my puts in and uh just a side order of Coke, you know that that's
2: that's me. What about you, Eric? I think uh these days it's been uh just a regular Big Mac trio with a in instead of fries. Same. My original answer was the nuggets, the nuggets, like ten nuggets trio. So you know
0: you know what's crazy? If you upgrade to twenty nuggets, just like three dollars more expensive or Right? You yeah. Know?
2: <laughs> it's good.
0: Yeah, okay. All yeah. right. getting get in back to it, bro. Um Curious man, what were your experience growing up in uh, Montreal? Were you always based here?
1: Yes. Uh, well, I mean, except for like my baby years, <laughs> I was I was born I was born here in Côte uh Vizino Street. Mm. Um, during the first year of my life, my parents shipped me off to the Philippines because uh, they had a hard time working and taking care of me so Mm. they shipped me off to the Philippines to be in the care of you know their family there which was pretty cool I guess I don't remember it but (laughs) pictures look dope (laughs) (laughs) and then uh and then yeah they they came they went to the Philippines picked me up about after a year I think and uh yeah continued and then I went back another year when I was five
0: damn dude I, I never knew that about you wow
1: yeah well, I mean it's it's a, it's a difficult thing to explain but I mean, it's not the most simplest thing to explain <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah. But, did you uh, because uh, I, mean, I was going to ask you how you were introduced to Filipino culture I guess that was kind of your way of really getting into it
1: uh well the Filipino culture thing was evident growing up in my parents house that's for sure but so being in the Philippines also at the age of five for like about a year that's also a big thing because i think that's what kept me like polite and Mm -hmm. respectful (laughs) to elders i think
0: (laughs) i don't know yeah the values right the core values
1: yeah but but it was that but those were definitely not things that were missing in my parents household here
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay okay so As you're like growing up, flipping between uh, uh, Canada and the Philippines, were you always comfortable being Filipino when you came back here?
1: No, not always. Um, Especially since um, I was, we're the only Filipino family in the neighborhood of Little Burgundy. Um, That's where I grew. Little Burgundy is the neighborhood that I grew up in the neighborhood that i remember coming up in uh so from the basically when i got back from the philippines uh after five years old we lived here in little burgundy okay so going to school is another thing i didn't have any other filipinos to relate to other than the kids at my parents like friends parties
0: okay Mm. you know
1: that's it but like every day going to school Playing in the park, rolling around the neighborhood, uh, was uh, I was the only Filipino, um, and I was not comfortable sometimes because of uh, attempts at bullying. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, I can't can... always comfortable, but at the end of the day, I'm proud to be Filipino, and. Yeah, that's it.
0: Yo, man, like I, I can totally relate. I used to be ashamed of bringing Filipino food to school and fear of being bullied because of the smell or what it looked like. It was different. I feel like, mom, like, why'd why you problem. make this? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> no,
1: because my my mom actually, she never gave me Filipino food for lunch. I would get the the cheese sandwich with sandwich spread lunch.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Cheese <laughs> <boys>. <laughs>
1: You know, you know, the, the sandwich spread, no, nah, it's like cheddar cheese, like petite Quebec cheese, yeah, yeah. you know, that. Like, but like with some kind of mayonnaise sandwich <laughs> spread, like, I don't know, it's, a, it's like a Filipino thing, you know,
2: Yo, something man. like
1: that. that, that would be my lunch, and I think... that's it, <laughs> we feel, I would eat Filipino at home for dinner every night, but not, not yeah. at school, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I think I, I think I got lucky at school actually. Cause in elementary school, my aunt actually taught at the same school I went to. And so mm. all the kids knew my, my aunt. So I uh, think I got away with bringing Filipino food from time to time.
1: I actually have a point here. You guys, I think are a lot younger than me. You guys are like,
0: I'm 82. I'm
1: 79. <laughs> okay. So I'm 120. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like. But we might be 10 years apart, maybe. Either. Okay. How, how really? old are you guys?
0: I'm 37.
1: How, I'm 40. Okay. Okay, maybe not then. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't have to say my age. Yo, we,
2: <laughs> we just, <laughs> just out ourselves. I don't, I don't <laughs> but, but We need to start I, over. We need to start
1: over. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't the same for you guys because of – the neighborhoods you grew up in which neighborhoods did you grow up in
0: i was in a uh, freaking south shore delson only minority um so only minority no only, filipinos no filipino <laughs> i think the only person of color in school elementary until middle of high school so it was uh of course racism and bullying was a part of my life and it's okay and it's funny because this topic we me and eric were talking about it uh how people, depending on on which generation you were born at, we reacted to our culture differently. And that's why I'm curious to know how you dealt with it.
1: Uh, I dealt with it very badly. (laughs) Oh, you're not alone. I just went into my corner and... (laughs) like, uh, Because they didn't know what a Filipino was, first of all, at my school. So they'd be guessing what kind of ching chong I Mm. am all kinds. Like Mm -hmm. what, what kind of Chong are you? You know, you're Chinese? No. Are you Korean? No. You're Japanese? No. What the hell are you? I'm like Filipino. Like what the hell is that? You know, like nobody, (laughs) nobody knew what a Filipino was at my school.
0: Yeah. Same here. It's, uh, for me, it's, I, I shared it with, uh, I think Chelsea when she was on, in order, in order to kind of survive through school, I kind of had to make fun of my own culture in order to you know to be to fit in and I regret Mm -hmm. that it sucks because I also because of that I I didn't have a lot of self-confidence growing up It just kind of when you look at it now in retrospect you realize the impact it has on you
2: yeah Mm -hmm. it's survival though like you know like where are we going I I actually had a similar I I grew up in the east and much north so I was like the only Filipino in my school as well Um, oh wow yeah what's that Wow, wow. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but like I said That's in fair. elementary school I, I had a pass because my aunt was a teacher, you know, so mm-hmm. and people liked her. But in, in high school it was a little bit more different, but um yeah, I just think it's a defense mechanism because you know you're you're one of the only people of your ethnicity there. Uh you you just need to to just get by the day, you know, like so it's tough. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you know, you you find your friends, you find your Your little group of friends and then and it's all good after that you know
0: yeah no for sure uh shifting gears a bit man how did what inspired you to become a dj how did you get into that
1: what inspired me to be a dj yeah to tell you the truth man like it happened by accident like really i had never really aspired to be a dj uh on purpose nothing like uh, was 18 and I started working working in nightclubs as a flyer boy. Okay. So I was working for the promoters that were like whatever the big deal in that scene like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: at that time and I was their flyer boy so I'd be passing flyers and like convincing my friends to, uh, to come to the parties and whatnot and uh, <laughs> that was just it and then I think like a a year after starting, they're like they they started a party at this huge club, uh, with three rooms, and in the smallest room, they forgot to book somebody to DJ. <laughs> so the promoters asked me if I wanted to try, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll try. Whatever, I'll just play <laughs> one song after the other." And DJ and the promoters got DJ Quest to like hook me up with like a crate or two of like whatever records just nice. to play in there and that and uh, that's how it started man like i got addicted like right away oh man
0: that's how you first, got. These
1: my things. first my first time touching turntables records headphones mixer anything was at a club when Are you serious? there was people in it yeah
0: first that's time what? ever that's crazy. No, it's I cause... never,
1: because i never had thought about it like ever ever
2: Hell, man. because I, you're like <laughs> one of like you and goon tribe like you guys are so prolific right now like you're you're all over the place and it's just wild to know that that's your first time and you're like yeah like i just want to try it and like that's happy accident
1: and from there on it was like well i'm learning from dj quest who is excellent you Mm -hmm. know
0: yeah no, definitely
1: great example and then uh commercial role models right maybe commercial is not the term but like celebrity role models for a young Filipino DJ was DJ Cubert, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you watch DJ Cubert, you're gonna you're gonna start trying to scratch.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: DJ Cubert, DJ Babu, you know their whole crew, Invisible Scratch Pickles, and, mm-hmm. um, and what's what's Babu's crew? Uh, the Beat Junkies, yeah. You see those junkies, two oh crews. Gosh. You see those two crews. I mean, they're not all Filipino, but there's Filipino members. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a young Filipino DJ. You're going to be inspired. I and mean, then you're going to mimic everything they do.
0: Of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, for me, like also, as a young Filipino, there are not, wasn't that many celebrity role models, per se, for us.
0: Mm. At, no, at that time.
1: Right? Like, yeah. Can you think of one? Manny Pacquiao no, didn't that's exist it. at that
2: time. He wasn't oh, then, yeah. Was not it? Yeah. No. Uh, you right. Back then, no. I can't think of anybody. And it like, was that pool player. My
0: friend Reyes. That's the only re- only person I remember. <laughs> <laughs> <Shh, laughs> no, that's old so school. Okay. <laughs> wow,
2: that's crazy.
1: But you know, there's that that's actually that might be a reason why there are so many Filipino DJs. Because oh. he was those guys were the only celebrity role models that we had. We didn't have athletes. We didn't have, you know, musicians per se. That 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 were relative to to us growing up in North America. Yeah. Tons of Filipino musicians in the Philippines. Not really any of them here for us, especially pre-internet. Oh my right? god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pre-internet.
0: <laughs> I know. Like, Chops was here the other day, and he was saying that. Uh, he once took a course called Introduction to the Internet. I'm like, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I heard that. I I listened to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: yo, w- when you go into creating your sets, uh, what kind of uh, energizes you? or What inspires you? What do you think about? Like, what's your process for that?
1: I don't prepare them. Really? Uh, no, it's impossible. Like, for for the kind of DJ that I am, which is the working DJ, which is the DJ that plays in the same venue every week different venues every week um it's different i'm not uh i'm not doing a showcase where it's like i go on for 30 minutes an hour and i'll have a a routine prepared and then people come to see that no it's me i gotta play it by ear and like i mean if it's a hip-hop night okay it narrows everything down okay i'll play hip-hop but then it's like i have to like think of uh, so what's cool now? It varies, you know, it depends how many ladies are in the room time, how many guys are in the room, which group of people are having a good time right now, blah blah blah. Nice. And you kind of just have to read the crowd and like ride, ride the little waves
0: okay, so feel until like... you make a big one. <laughs> so feel that energy then basically. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, uh, you went through a, a name change a few years ago before you were formerly known as Golden Childs and now Jericho 514. What, uh, what made you decide to, to do that change? Uh,
1: one was um, I wasn't a child anymore, per se. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, nobody called me golden child anyways, because I would always introduce myself by my name, and my friends would, very few people would introduce me as a like, Oh hey, this is DJ Golden Child. Mm. You know, like I, I would actually sometimes cringe. <laughs> that's, you know, it's like that's my stage name. Like it's real life. My name is Jerko. Like, uh, so I got uncomfortable with that name after a certain point. You know, getting older, more mature. I'd be like I can't be called Golden Child anymore. Nice. Which was risky. It was very risky to do the switch. Very risky. I was it didn't work out for a couple of people that kept switching our names.
0: Oh my God. Cause Brilliant. you built yourself yeah, as yeah. golden child for so many years too. So
1: yeah, but luckily I had, you know, built the goon tribe. So that was kind of like the, the aid. It was, like, it was, <laughs> it was Yo, easy for me to switch my name. Cause we had goon tribe. So
0: <laughs> you uh, getting into goon tribe, like chops uh, and Deliander are thankful uh, for you specifically giving them the opportunity to, uh, you know, to be a part of Goon Tribe, how did that uh, originate, man? How did that come about?
1: So, Goon Tribe happened in, like, 98, 99. It's a really blurry line when it started, but, like, it started around then. Um, should I start with how I thought of the name?
0: Sh- up to you, man. Your call. Yeah. I'm interested okay, so, in that, too. <laughs>
1: um, I was watching uh, Batman reruns <laughs> during the day. Uh, the, I don't know the if original you guys ones. Know what I'm yeah, ri- like uh, with
0: Bert. Uh, what's his name? The live action one, right?
1: Yeah, live action one. Okay, the one with
0: Adam, Ward, or was it yeah, Adam yeah, West. Yeah, Adam yeah. West? The old school. Yeah, one. Adam yeah.
1: West. Adam West. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was watching that, and the Riddler and the Penguin had some cronies. You know, they had their <laughs> henchmen that were like that were ready to do their dirty work and ambush Batman and Robin. And they're wearing these black T-shirts that said "goon" on it, (laughs) and I was like, "Shit, that I'm gonna use that. That's our name. We're the guys that do the dirty work, you know. Like that's us. That's us. We do all the dirty work for the fucking bosses. Like that's us, you know. So like, that's where it came from, Batman TV show, and and you can search uh, on Google like the Joker and Riddler's henchmen or goons and you'll see the black t-shirt
0: <laughs> I will google it in fact
1: yeah and so so that happened because that right at that time that's kind of when we're 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 still flower boys and we're kind of feeling like you know maybe we're maybe we're not getting enough for what we're doing and like you know if there's a time to like try and do something on our own it's now so all these different situations like came together we weren't getting our we were bringing all these people to the parties um, we were djing and not getting paid enough and also playing crappy time slots so we just kept like, getting you know like like angry and stuff like felt, okay. felt like we weren't being appreciated at the same time it's not really the promoter's job to like appreciate us it's their the job to like Kind of make money off us. So <laughs> They're just doing business, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But like, long story short, we we, we start doing our own shit, trying our own shit, attaching our name to like the promoters' parties. So we'd still be working for that promoter, but at least we'd have our logo somewhere in the corner yeah. and start building from there. It, and it's then cool, blah, blah
0: blah. No, but it's cool, man. Like you mentioned, for you uh, in Montreal, you at Quest. Uh, for me growing up, I, I'm just maybe slightly younger, let's say. There there was more than
1: Quest, but Quest was the Filipino guy. The staple yeah. for me. The first yeah. one, the first one, yeah. So
0: after yeah. after Quest, my whole thing was looking for Filipino aspirations. It was Guntran, like, oh, it's cool. It's like, you know, Filipinos came with us. I know it's not all Filipino, but it was inspiring to yeah. see, man. It's really yeah, inspiring to see. Nice. Um,
1: but That's the goal. That's the goal, though. That's one of the main goals is to inspire.
0: Cause you guys have been going on for over 20 years and I want to ask you say a
1: long time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like staying within, uh, you know, the topic of like the old times and whatnot. Have you noticed the change in Filipino culture, man, transition from back in the day till, till now?
1: Huge change. Night and day change. I mean, um, we're night and day from our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, Cultures, frame of mind, views of the world, etc. Yeah, um, we 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 grew up with more information, so exposed to more things. Uh, grew up in a multicultural society, not just yeah. a Filipino society. Huge difference. So I mean, we're we've we've all grown up with different characters in our lives from different nationalities and uh it helps
0: <laughs> no it definitely. helps
1: you know? yeah yeah it makes a big difference um what do you guys think
0: i well, <laughs> yeah i no he <laughs> threw it right back at us <laughs> no it's it's great um i think growing up especially like in my teenage days it was really uh tough to find you know filipino culture especially like say even food filipino food was was rare to see oh. it in the restaurant maybe there was yeah. no restaurant
2: no way yeah exactly right? yeah.
1: If, if there was a restaurant it lasted like a month
2: exactly it exactly down. and, it, and exactly. it was in cote like it was yeah. like on like victoria
1: <laughs> sometimes it's in some crazy place where it's like why the hell did they open here like <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like why why is it in verdun i know there's some filipinos yeah. there but not <laughs> not really you know like like for there's one there was one in Verdun there's one in machine you know, like we but went to we went to every single one that opened
2: yeah like yeah. my
1: parents made it a point you have to go support but then you go eat there once and then never again
0: i know i know CV <laughs> was funny uh we'd go and then my mom would be like oh would you go here or would you, you prefer my cooking i'm like what why why, why is the competition <laughs> mom like they're both good but no but getting back to that question i'm really happy to see um a lot of Filipino uh, restaurants or even just like Filipino entrepreneurs come up in the last yeah. few years. It's nice to see, man.
1: There's a lot and it's, it's because of the internet. It's, They're being, we're being inspired by places like San Francisco, where Filipino culture is just booming Yeah, it's, and it's been there for a long time. Even when we were younger, it was already there you know like they had mm. what we see here today in Philipp- in montreal for filipino culture they already had and more when we were younger okay, like yeah over yeah, there. like you I couldn't guess, walk around and not see filipinos that's
2: i just amazing. you know i um and now that we've established that we're more or less around the same age <laughs> so yeah. you know like i because i remember back in the day maybe like, i'm less by,
1: maybe i'm less Maybe. maybe, I'm less. Yeah, maybe. <laughs>
2: But no, I remember back in the day passing by, like, Paramount, you know, Asian Avenue, as they used to call it. Like, you know, Yo, Asian all, Avenue. all the Flyer boys and everything. And, like, it's just nice, like, you know, growing up and, like, seeing the grind that everybody had. And, like, seeing the fruits yeah. of that. Now, I think I said that back in, in Chops's uh, interview, too. But I remember, like, I remember those days. Like, it was... Uh, yeah. Good on you, to man. Be, to, be odd, to be honest, it's not
1: for everybody. Mm-hmm. First off, uh, luckily, I'm not afraid to admit this, but me and my friends had nothing to do when mm. we started being flyer boys. Um, we we're like at a stage in our life where we we're kind of like, uh, "Is school for me? Not really. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, especially since maybe you went to school in a program that you weren't interested." yeah because of expectation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right yeah so that was my situation uh i did not enjoy school i did not like anything because i wasn't doing what i wanted in school which was art i wanted to do art i wanted to do creative things okay but i was in social sciences is it called okay Yeah. yeah, yeah i think so um so i was there and i really didn't I was like, what What am I doing here? So uh, when I got offered the job to fire, I was like, I'm going to do it. And then standing downtown all day passing flyers didn't feel so bad to me. I mm-hmm. was like, cool, I have, I have a mission now. I have a mission. <laughs> and even though it was just to pass out flyers, I viewed it like, "Hey, let me show these guys how hard it can work and what the fuck I can do. And maybe it's going to amount to something here's my opportunity.
0: Like You're sharing this and back in the day, that was, that was crazy to do because there's people always thought there's only one path to success, right? It's like, Oh my God, that's how do you do it? You know, I'm happy you shared that because there's different ways to go from point A to point B and find the way you like that you're in love with or you're passionate about and you'll, you'll get there.
1: There are many paths. I will not, however, literally say you don't need school because Mm -hmm. if I got to go into creative uh, arts or, you know, fine arts in school, that would have benefited me today. Um, But I didn't get the chance to, so I made things happen for myself, Mm -hmm. right?
0: Made the best of your situation. Not not
1: everybody gets their way, so you got to, Work with what you got. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as long as you do that, work hard, be persistent, and make sure you're most importantly passionate and doing something you're actually interested in. Love you. you can go far. It's all in your hands. You
0: know. Yeah. That's yeah. The, you said. That's the key passion, and it's uh, I think for a lot, especially those who are uh, growing up, it's trying to find that because a lot of you know it's easy to fall into something you think you like. But it's not, then you realize you just need to try it uh, before actually Nothing committing it. Nothing wrong with trying. Exactly. Yeah. But that's how you develop your character and, yeah. and your love for things.
1: Um, the hard part is trying and knowing when to stop if it's not for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, totally, man. Um, I understand that, too. It's like, for me, I, I always try and give my best. And I feel like, okay, if I keep working harder and if I keep working more, I'll be better. Then you realize, okay, maybe do I still love this. And it's assessing that, being aware of where you're at with that specific uh, skill. Or well, you're,
1: st- you're still doing photography, Yes, right? I am.
0: Yeah. It's been a long time. Like 12 years, man. That's for yeah, sure a passion. Like, so.
1: Yeah, that's not like a hobby anymore. Yeah. Because right? <laughs> I won't
0: yeah. lie, back in Sejap, I tried DJing. <laughs> it was too much work for me. I did, I think, two weeks. I'm like, okay, no, I, I forgot which, which freaking software I had. I'm like, yo, this, I, don't, I don't understand how to make this work. I didn't have the yeah. equipment. That's
1: definitely wasn't your path. (laughs) Because
0: it shouldn't feel like work.
1: DJing before software, you wouldn't (laughs) even have. You probably wouldn't even have tried. Oh my god! Like you have to buy records every week. Yo, man, ten to fifteen dollars per song.
0: That's so crazy. (laughs) That's nuts, man.
1: (laughs) And. I lived on my own at that time at the age of 18.
2: Oh, wow. So Perfect.
1: that's what a lot of people don't know. Uh, I lived on my own. My mom moved to Vancouver and I, I didn't want to follow. So I chose to stay here. And I lived on my own. And uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how hard I fell in love with DJing. It's like I got 20 bucks a day to flyer. I gotta pay my three hundred dollar rent for my crummy apartment and then somehow find a way to have money left over to pay for the three three to ten records I gotta buy per week. Oh man.
2: That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's love. That's <clears throat> love for sure.
1: I ate a lot of rice and gravy back then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's good
2: though, no?
1: It's still good though.
0: <laughs> it's good. It's, it's
1: actually cheaper than instant ramen.
2: Really? Oh, yeah, you buy a bag of rice. Yeah. You buy, the, yeah, no, that's you, true. buy the
1: big bag of rice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You buy the big bag of rice, and then when you got some extra money, you buy the gravy packet. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yo, man, um, as a creative, how did you process failure? I think that's, uh, that's a question. I love asking this question to people because um, it's always a different uh, process.
1: How did I process failure?
0: Did I have any failure? Oh. Oh, no, oh, no i just kidding. <laughs> um,
1: how did I process failure? I don't know, really like I think it just kept going because I can't even think of how I processed failure. It was either I would convince myself it's not my fault. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> or or learn from or learn from it.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah.
1: One of the two, I'll be honest. Sometimes I'll be like, it's not my fault. <laughs> sometimes I'll be like okay I should have done something else uh, next time you know fail, yeah. failures failures are not always your fault sometimes they are when they are your fault you have to learn from it and uh, that's what that's what will in turn um, make you better in the long run and prepare you for success
0: yeah man growth mindset all the way yeah for mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, sure. For sure. <laughs> So yeah, Filipino Heritage Month. Let's jump into uh talking about the culture. Dude, what's your favorite part of Filipino culture, man?
1: Oh man. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I just like I wanna say food. <laughs> I, feel says like, food. I, feel like, I feel like I should say something else.
0: <laughs> just no wrong yeah, answer.
1: Gonna, I'm gonna go with Yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, food. Yeah. <laughs> not not that that's the only thing that matters, but that's the first thing that pops into my mind. Definitely. Yeah, man. Yo, it's the, good. Food, you know, the food, the food is with, what makes us right.
0: It yeah. helps. It connects us too. So yeah. yeah well, I see right. you.
2: I, I see you put your love into it because, like, I'll see your Instagram stories or like TikTok or whatever <laughs> when you're cooking. Like, especially well, when you're cooking, like it's it looks really good,
1: man. Well, I mean, um, that's an interesting that you brought that up because I would actually like to bring up the reason why I do that mm-hmm. uh, is that um, so there are differences at the beginning We uh, you asked what are, are the generations different mm-hmm. and uh, yes we are different and one of the ways we're different is that this generation and the generation coming are kind of in danger of losing Mm. Filipino home traditions, just mm. getting washed out. Like we've already lost the language. Oh, Who yeah. here speaks Tagalog?
0: Yeah,
2: I don't.
1: <laughs> I do,
0: but not on a conversational right? level, man. Yeah.
1: And not, you guys don't have kids yet, right? No. No. But when you do have kids, you're gonna speak to them in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Tagalog, and then yeah. that's another rung down. Well, maybe I shouldn't say it down, but, you know, that's another step on the ladder where our language is lost. I can't speak to my kids in Tagalog. My my elders speak to them in Tagalog and they understand okay. bits and pieces, but wow. I can't speak to them in Tagalog. So what I do is make sure that it's easier for me to learn how to cook Filipino food than to learn the language. Yeah. So that's, that's wow. how I'm trying to pass down the culture, culture to my kids because I feel it's Very important, and I know some sometimes cooking Filipino food other than corned beef can be (laughs) intimidating, you know. (laughs) But like I try, I I'll try. Maybe I won't get it the first time, but I'll at least try twice, you know. And so I have I have a arsenal of Filipino cooking now, like that I have, and I feel good about it. And hopefully, my kids will pass that down to their kids in the future. And okay. that would be my, con- my contribution to my kids growing up as <laughs> Filipino Americans.
0: Yeah, I love hearing that, it's crazy. That was my next question. What did you wanna, <laughs> what do you think is important to pass down or share from Filipino culture? Uh, but then- Whatever curious, you can. <laughs> whatever you can, yeah, I'm that's curious one, now, yeah. what's your favorite thing to cook from Filipino food, from the recipes that uh, you started doing? Uh, Giniling. Wow, okay, okay. Oh. Yo, Eric, we got to try that sometime. Yes,
2: <laughs> yes. We're, we no, you're cooking, though. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, man. You, it's it's
1: going to be good.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. oh, challenge accepted. All right. Yo, Before yeah, moving yeah, on yeah. to the next segment, uh, I had one more question. To you, uh, how do you define happiness, man? What's happiness to you? Or what makes you happy?
1: What What makes me happy? It's taken me many years to realize that um what makes me happy so right now i have everything that i need which makes me happy meaning you know i have a roof over my head i have my kids i have my wife have you know have what i need what more do you need in life right Mm -hmm. but then there's the things you want which is different (laughs) yeah so like I have everything I need, so I'm happy about that like like i really I really didn't expect my life to go this way in terms of like you know coming up in in the nightlife scene.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: my mom really didn't think I was going to amount to anything. getting married to a nice woman
2: mm-hmm.
1: definitely not something that she's upcoming. Mm-hmm. She thought, you know, like, oh, I'm just going to be a playboy and like, (laughs) you know, blah, 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 different things going on. But I ended up, you know, meeting Iris, my wife, Mm -hmm. uh, had a very good run. And uh, we have two kids, a home, jobs, professions. Well, I don't really have a job right now, but that won't be for too long i'll find something out i'll i'll find something i'll make for something sure. happen. yeah you know but like i got everything i need i'm very truly happy very truly happy um i'm happy to have the friends i have happy to have friends that are doing things uh, happy to have friends that that are helping other people i'm happy to help other people i'm happy when people ask me for help i don't know i'm just I feel blessed these days, you know, real, it's also- bad these days, but it could be worse and it's not. Right? Of course. <laughs>
0: yeah. But dude, you, got, you got to give yourself more credit. You put in that work. You, uh, yeah. Also from the, uh, the culture of Goon Tribe, it's always been good vibes, keeping it real authentic. and that's we've, like you We've know- all
1: put in our work. Like, uh, okay. yeah. like anybody that has come into the Goon Tribe family, like you're not staying long. If you don't do your, if you don't help yourself out, we can't help you. So everybody has done their part in, like, you know, providing uh, certain skills, putting in the work to, like, kind of bring it to where it is. I mean, we're not the most famous people in the world, but we're proud of what mm-hmm. you've done, and, and that's good enough for us.
0: Like, but it's great, man. Like, if it's you, Deleon, Chops, or AC, same, same mindset. Like, I don't know if I, you know, but I had AC I DJ my wedding love the guy really talented oh yeah yeah man yeah. so i can't wait to see what he what's uh, what's next for him um uh, yeah. eric any closing thoughts with uh, Jericho before we move over to our fastball questions
2: uh you know what uh, there's always a lot i feel like we could talk about a lot of things <laughs> but uh we, can, uh we can have a part 2 we can, we can have, have a part, part 2, two. <laughs> yeah exactly and a part three. i think yeah it would be no about pleasure
0: Nice, oh appreciate no! It would you. definitely
2: be our pleasure too. But for now, no. I just honestly uh, closing thoughts. Just thanks, man. Like thanks for, for showing up no here. Problem. Thanks for Goon Tribe. Thanks for all the years of music. You know, like it's. Thank, uh,
1: thank you guys for starting this thing. Thanks, you know, for sure. is cool, man.
0: It's, it's it's our little part. You know, we're all playing a parts uh, to appreciate the culture. So we should, is,
1: we should get like uh, someone who's ten years younger than you guys.
2: Yeah. Well, that's
1: actually. Time
0: yeah we uh we got a few people recently their 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 features are coming up it's gonna be really interesting for for you to hear it honestly yeah
1: no but like with with an old guy like me included and then let's
0: yeah no of course of course yeah we're gonna we're we're thinking about doing more panels in the future once uh, this series ends so we'll definitely keep you in mind yeah awesome (laughs) man yo uh so we're going to move over to our fastball questions, bro. Basically, it's answers. This, this many... is what I'm afraid of. This oh, man. oh, man. man! This, this is, is the it. fun part. <laughs> Answer as many questions as you can in 60 seconds at the sound of Eric's bell. Is it working, bro?
2: It should be. Well, tell me if you hear this, Jericho. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Count us down, bro. Uh, three, two, one. <laughs> First Tagalog word
0: that comes to mind. <laughs> Celebrity crush.
1: Ooh, uh, 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 Jessica Alba
0: go to nice. karaoke song
1: please don't go girl make kids on the block favorite spot in Montreal oh Schwartz's
0: name <laughs> a Filipino dish that starts with the first letter of your name your first name oh my god this, this is tough, yeah, is tough.
2: <laughs> Jay <laughs> is, there, is there one <laughs>
0: okay we'll pass that who do you think oh, about when I say greatest seconds. of all time
1: Michael Jordan
0: Langonisa or Tocino Langunisa. Favorite old school jam.
1: Please don't go, girl. You could unblock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are you watching on Netflix right now? Ten seconds.
1: Uh new girl.
2: (laughs)
0: Shit. Spell your last name backwards.
1: Ah.
2: Oh. Okay. Yo,
0: Yo, Jericho, thanks so much for today. Uh last thing before we, we head out. Anybody you want to? Anybody or anyone or an organization you want to give a shout out to?
1: Um. Yes, actually, I want to uh, give a shout out to everybody in this world. Um, let's keep everything positive. Let's continue to educate each other and carry on with positive vibes. Yo, man, if times are strange. They'll get a little stranger. And they'll go back to normal and then we'll get stranger again it's a cycle you <laughs> just have to maybe not the right word endure it but we just need to learn from everything that's happening today mm. for tomorrow yeah yeah that's it blessings to everybody
0: yo love that man yo so on behalf of filipinos of montreal we out peace peace